0: You're listening to Donnie Success Champions, where I believe everybody is on a journey. Life is all about the stories you can tell and teach later. You're gonna hear the stories of people who have overcome hardships, failures, and life to find success along their journey. (laughs) All right guys, another fun episode today. I'm bringing in Miss Wendy Babcock, and she's got a cool story. I love the title of her books. So we're gonna have some fun talking about that. But I'm Donnie Bovine, this is Donnie's Success Champions. Miss Wendy, welcome to the show, my dear. Please, please, tell us your story.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Donnie. I'm excited to be on your show. So I have kind of an interesting story. Um, I actually come from a, um, a very long marriage full of abuse. Um, And I left about 13 years ago. Um, We were in the marriage for about 13 and a half years, so I'm a slow learner. Um, (laughs) So I finally left, and um, you know, trying, you know, you go through the whole routine, trying to find yourself, figure out who you are now. We had two young girls, they were seven and 10 when I left. And I started reading personal development books, you know, kind of learn to be more positive, how to, you know, bring great things into my life. I was actually a lyricist at the time. I had a a co-writer in Arizona named Kenny Starr. We had over 90 songs written together. Um, So anyway, so about two and a half years ago, I kind of fell into this crazy opportunity. I was listening to an Audible book by Pam Grout. And during the book, she mentioned this guy named Will Bowen who created the 21 Day Complaint-Free Challenge. remember stopping the audible and thinking that's pretty brilliant I'm trying to get negativity out of my life right what's more negative that we do than complaining (laughs) so it just kind of resonated with me so I immediately googled it and um, what's crazy about this I found out all this stuff out about this uh, he was a former minister who challenged his congregation to go 21 days without complaining and this idea that he had literally like blew up worldwide so It started with his congregation of 250 people, and to date, it's touched over 11 million people. Oh wow! Yeah, and he's been on Oprah, featured in People magazine. Um, He's traveled the world literally um, with his message. So, being that very day, I just learned about who this guy is, this Wilbo, and I go to Facebook and call it fate, call it being the right place at the right time. That day, he posted, hey, I'm looking for about 10 people to train and certify to share my vision of a complaint-free world, you know, just send an email. And so I sat there like, oh, my God, this would be amazing to do. But, you know, I'm not a public speaker. I worked at a hospital for 20 years, you know, in a little office all to myself. (laughs) (laughs) So I sat there and hemmed and hawed, but I just kept feeling kind of compelled to send the email. So I did. Um, and like two weeks later, his daughter Leah reached out, and we did a Skype interview. And by some miracle, out of thousands of applicants from around the world, I was one that was chosen. So it, it was just—it's been a crazy, crazy roller coaster ever since I started with this.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. Yeah. So literally, I mean, because dude, I'm I'm a guy that that listens to audiobooks all day long. I mean, literally, right now I'm revisiting emyth again. You know, just because yeah. it's a good read, but Um, I don't read books. I I listen because, you know, I I just can't keep the words on the damn page, I think. Um, But, you know, but you're literally driving down the road listening to a book and it resonates so much for you that an authors, are you listening to this, that you go to Facebook to find the person who wrote the damn book. The universe kicks in and says, oh, this happens to be the day that I'm going to look for 10 people. You buy a lottery ticket, basically, and throw yeah. your email in, and win <laughs> yes. the lottery of you're now representing this brand and building your own message inside of this whole 21-day challenge.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's literally insane. And I felt like when I went through the training, we did video trainings where we could all see each other. Everyone was from around the world. We had Carlos in Mexico, Claudia's in Romania. We have people, quite a few, of course, in the U.S., um, but I kind of felt like low man on the totem polks. I had no prior speaking, you know, I'm like, I don't know who I, you know, <laughs> so, um, but the crazy thing is I think I, I worked extra hard because of that. Um, and I actually now service his director of training. So now when he brings in more speakers who he wants to train, he's working on that program. Now we'll bring in more people right now. There's only seven of us in the world and we'll bring in more and I'll be the director then of that program for him.
0: Wow. Yeah, How cool so. is that? I mean, that, that's, that just shows a little bit of grit, a little bit of tenacity and especially, you know, and I'm not busting the chops of hospital workers, but, right. but, you know, uh, they're not typically the most aspirational people in the world. Um, you know, uh, and God love them because they do a job that I don't want. I mean, exactly. <laughs> I could do, I don't want it. Right? right. You know, um, so, so God love them for that. You know, what do you, th- think you found within yourself to actually send the email I mean because wasn't there I mean there had to be that voice in the back of your head going okay this is the stupidest thing you've ever done in your life
1: it, it was too mm-hmm. I mean I remember thinking what are you nuts Who the <laughs> do you your little Wendy you know bad in Wisconsin you know <laughs> I'm nobody but I'm, I'm, I've always kind of been that person where I'm a little bit um i sorry if that rang on here um What's the word for it? OCD, <laughs> you know. Where you know, I, I'm, I'm a little bit compulsive, and so I just thought, you know what? What the hell? I'm just gonna send the email. I remember hitting send, and then having an instant panic attack.
2: <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! What did I just do?
1: Right. What, I, what if I'm picked?
0: Shit!
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So his daughter reached out, which is really kind of cool. Um, yep. so now you're talking to the daughter of this guy this author that you geeked out on his book and like holy you shit! Know? well when you, did you get an email or a phone call first i'm just curious
1: email first
0: okay what was it like when you got the email and they said hey we want to set up a time to talk panic <laughs> <laughs> i love that <laughs> that is so awesome that you still so want us like that um that's awesome and was it i mean because it was that oh shit that this could happen and yeah in your mind were you thinking I've got this job, I've got this career, I've got this, and this may come to fruition.
1: Yeah. And then also kind of that inner, like, will I be good enough? Like hmm. now I have the opportunity, but now will they actually pick me? Like if I'm, am I going to suck at this interview and blow it? <laughs> right. <laughs> you, know, you have that inside too, you know, that inner fear, like, I'm not going to be good enough. They're not going to pick me.
0: Wow. Yeah. And, and then they do. and you. Right? realize that you've just beat out thousands of other people that have gone for this. What was that feeling like?
1: It was amazing. Honestly, I was, I was just on cloud nine. I couldn't believe that out of all the people that they had chosen. I'm like, something stood out that maybe I wasn't seeing. So I'm like, I think I better believe in myself a little more.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then my favorite question in in this regard is how many people thought you were batshit crazy? i think
1: everybody around me um (laughs) my husband knows better he knows how i am he you know so he's always been really great and really supportive but everyone else is like um you're training to do what now you know and kind of that okay here here we go again this is wendy our dreamer
0: (laughs) (laughs) so now you're in a in a cool spot where you've walked away from a hospital career Yeah. You you walked away from a tough marriage. You got your kids and now you're chasing your dreams. Exactly. And out the gate, it was sunshine and rainbows. Life was perfect and you made a million dollars and rode off into the sunset.
1: (laughs) That would be wonderful if it was
0: true. So so what was the journey like of getting your feet underneath you and figuring this all out? Because now you were, in a sense, basically a business owner.
1: Right, I'm an entrepreneur, to, yep.
0: Yep, you had to take the, make the shift from the employee mindset to entrepreneur mindset. Right. What was that journey like?
1: Well, what was really great is Will, when he did his training with us, Will Bowen, he really covered all the bases. That was a huge help. I think anyone just going into speaking without that training, I, I don't know how they do it to be honest because he really gave us a great base of where, where to start and where to take it. Um, And so actually what he did was once we went through our training, he invited us all to his home in Kansas city, Missouri, where we went and actually recorded a live presence uh, presentation and there's Will behind the camera. So talk about intimidating,
0: right? (laughs) Now meeting, kind of your idol, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And he's just so down, down to earth and cool. And his wife is amazing. She owns her own yoga studio, just super great people. So I mean, they were taking a chance on all of us too. You know, That's you don't know, right. kind of Fruit Loops you're inviting into your home. You know, so
0: I'm kind of so, getting an idea though. Meeting you now, I'm just no, I'm just kidding. Right, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: So so I did that, and he certifies, you know, the ones of, of us that made it there and stuff. And so what I did was I thought, okay, how can I start getting my voice heard? As you know, it's hard to get speaking gigs yes. when, you're, when you're a nobody. You don't have that background. So what I did was. People are a little surprised, but I signed up to be a wedding officiant. I thought this is this is going to put me in front of people.
0: Okay, that's definitely a first, and that, I, that <laughs> doesn't usually happen. Yeah. I'm gonna be a speaker, so I'm gonna go be a wedding officiant. That's fun. Yeah. I funny.
1: thought in our area, I had seen people post before, like, "Hey, I need a wedding officiant. You know, who can marry us?" And I thought, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna give it a whirl because that gives me gets me out in front of people. I have a script, so it's not even from memory right. to get over that fear and stuff. So I've I've done a lot of weddings. <laughs> <laughs> nice it really and it really helped it kind of helps you um hear your voice and get those different you know the ups and downs in your voice when you're so I think that was a really good training for I, I, me <laughs> tell
0: me that every one of those weddings you got to the end of it you're like okay now 21 days no complaining <laughs> that would be great
1: <laughs> but I I actually did score a job w- from one of the weddings I did a, really? a lady I, I married her and her husband and like Six months later, she's like, hey, you know what? You told me about the speaking stuff you do. She contacted her employer, put my name in, and they ended up hiring me. It was one of my top paying speaking gigs.
0: Nice. And what were you doing for them? I mean, was it the 21-day the challenge? or? Yeah,
1: it was a complaint-free world, yes. Yeah. So okay. it's great in businesses and stuff. I mean, it really helps for effective communication and leadership teams.
0: No, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So you literally go from a hospital worker, which is so, my mom worked in that that field for many, many, many years, but you go from that world to a wedding official. At that point, everybody's got to be looking at you like you've got two heads.
1: Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but I was loving it. Here's the thing is, you know, you think, okay, I'm going to go do these weddings. It's going to be a nightmare or whatever. But I actually found I really enjoyed it. You know, I really? got really lucky. Uh-huh. The brides I worked with were not bridezillas, you know, because usually when someone's looking for just an officiant, it's a quick wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, ceremony. No, oh,
0: true, true. Ten nah, minutes, done. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I mean, because that's how my wife and I were married. We, we weren't married in a church. We were married mm-hmm. in a chapel, you know, an actual wedding chapel.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, and uh, we used the officiants they had as part of the chapel. But I mean, it was it was that. We had, a I think, at most a 15-minute ceremony, you know.
1: Yeah, they're nice um, and quick.
0: Right. And, you know, I, my mom listens almost every episode, so I'm going to bust her chops in this. My mom, in the middle of our wedding ceremony, forgot that she was supposed to go up and light the Unity candle. So on film, in the middle of my <laughs> wedding, my wife in a gorgeous gown, me in a tux, you know, hold on. You hear my mom because the usher comes down and says, hey, go light the candle. And mom goes, oh, shit. Right <laughs> in the middle
2: of the wedding. <laughs> That's awesome. I she love it.
0: Kill you for that. That's awesome. So. That's great. So you become a wedding efficient and really enjoy that. And that really gets you, you know, centered on, okay, I can do this speaking gig. You land your first paid gig and now you're fully into, you know, this whole style of teaching inside of corporate America.
1: Right. It's. Yeah, it's been pretty cool, actually. I mean, I did start out like doing a lot of free presentations, of course. You have to Uh, to practice your your craft. So I I did um, chambers, you know, the chambers of commerce, um, rotary clubs, churches, schools, whatever I could get.
0: Yeah. Um, Isn't it amazing that when you're in front of rooms like that and you're teaching, you know, whether it's somebody else's philosophy or you're putting your spin on their philosophy, how much you grow by teaching and guiding others on on their journey.
1: You do a lot, especially when it gets to the question and answer. It really tests your knowledge of what you just taught. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, just because it is people ask you questions of things that, you know, maybe you hadn't thought of before. So, you know, you're right there on the spot. You better answer with a good answer. (laughs) You know,
0: (laughs) right, right, right. You know, so, so now who are you working with? You're going into, I know, corporations, but are, are you guys doing big seminars and workshops where people are coming and learn? And, and let's do this first.
3: Walk me through what it is you're really teaching. Support for this podcast comes from Point Blank Safety Services and Blue Family Fund. Point Blank Safety Services does safety differently. We know everyone is on a journey, and we want to make sure you get where you're going safely. Professional, trained, ready. There's really no comparison. Here's why hiring Point Blank Safety for your next project will make all the difference and save you huge amounts of stress and hassle. Point Blank Safety Services provides certified, uniformed police officers for a full suite of armed guard services. Don't leave the safety of your project to chance. If you're ready to make sure safety truly comes first for your next project, then visit us at pointblanksafety.com. Blue Family Fund, helping dependents of law enforcement families on their journeys. Blue Family Fund is a nonprofit that raises funds and offers financial support through higher education scholarships for dependents of law enforcement officers and by providing financial assistance for families of fallen law enforcement officers. Every dollar donated will go to the families of police officers, either through scholarships to dependents of police officers or as aid to fallen officers' families. Visit us at bluefamilyfund.com.
1: Okay, so what I actually teach is um, when I start out, I, I talk about what a complaint actually is. I give the definition, you know, the definition we use varies a little bit from the dictionary for complaining. We talk about expressing grief, pain and discontent, but in more of a whiny poor me attitude.
2: Mm.
1: Um, and so that I teach what complaint isn't. So that's the effective communication part where I teach, if you go directly and only to the person who can solve your problem, it's not complaining. You know, a great example is going into a restaurant. Um, I always use the example when I was growing up, my mom would always order a glass of milk with her meal at a restaurant. Nine times out of 10, they would bring the meal and they'd forget her milk. And so, of course, a server would come to the table and say, how is everything? My mom would say, oh, it's fine, thank you. The server would leave and she'd look at us and say, can you believe they forgot my damn milk again? Every time we come to this restaurant, they don't bring my milk. So it's not solving the problem, right? So what we teach is, well, tell the server. Tell the person who can solve the problem. Be solution-oriented, not problem-oriented. So then I go into um, how complaining affects your relationships. It actually affects your health. There's been studies done on the brain showing that chronic complainers, it actually will shrink the hippocampus in your brain. This is the same area that Alzheimer's attacks. So it's kind of scary when you see that correlation there. Right. And, of course, it's damaging to your career success. Nobody likes a negative Nelly or a, you know –
0: Except so, another negative Nelly.
1: Right, exactly. Because it's and that, that's another thing. It's competitive and it's contagious.
0: Yep. Oh, it is. Um, I love the thought that you just said it's competitive. I never thought about it, but it is. But it is.
1: Yeah. Well, and you'll have to, <laughs> the scenario I always use because people always relate to it is I think, okay, it's contagious and competitive because think about it. You get a room full of women. It takes one woman to talk about her birthing story and how awful of you know, labor she had. And it just escalates from there,
0: right? Right. <laughs> you know, no, let me tell you about mine.
1: Yeah. Oh, you think that's bad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, my husband didn't come in. I had, you know, so it always escalates the problem or whatever you're complaining about.
0: Um, What's interesting about that is I spent my career in the sales game and last portion of, you know, before I started my own company, I was a national sales trainer and you get a bunch of salespeople together and the numbers are down. The mm-hmm. first thing you start hearing is, well, I can't do it because the company's not doing that. Oh, you think that's bad? I can't do it because my territory's oversaturated. Oh, I can't do it because there's too much competition, you know, in the marketplace. And, you know, excuse city comes out, oh, yeah. which is just another form of complaining. Right. Um, you know, and it comes to the the one-up game or as you're calling it, the competition. Exactly.
1: You know? It always goes, it always escalates, never de-escalates. You never get like the birthing stories. You never get the lady who... Had three days of birth, you know, a C section with no anesthesia, to the girl who had an hour, sneezes, and babies out.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody
1: likes that girl.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> that so, is that, that, So, so are, are you then, you know, you're teaching them, are you teaching them to recognize? Yes. Yeah,
1: so, yeah. So, what is it? Sorry to interrupt, interrupt, but so what we teach then is the acronym GRIPE, which are the five reasons why we complain. And actually, you touched on one. So, the R and gripe is remove responsibility. So, in those sales meetings, when they're saying, I couldn't do this because, and they give excuses and complaints, that's remove responsibility.
2: Right. right. Um,
1: And so, we teach all the different reasons why we complain, and then we give tips and strategies to kind of combat it between recognizing when you're complaining and when people around you are complaining to help kind of stop it. That's, fine. you know, so, so there's key phrases that we can use, like, um, saying to someone who's removing responsibility saying, well, if it were possible, how might you do it? Mm. Make them think of a possible solution instead of jumping on the bandwagon and saying, Oh yeah, your, your life does suck. Sorry.
0: Right. Right. I mean, cause that, that's where the, the one upping happens is, Oh, your life's nowhere near as bad as mine. Right? Exactly. Um, so R is remove responsibility. What does the rest of the letter stand for?
1: So the G is get attention. People complain to get attention. You right. know, think about if you're in an elevator, it's awkward. You don't know the guy next to you, and then it's not till somebody complains about weather, sports, how long the elevator's taking that you're like,
2: He's in there, ah, yeah. Yeah.
1: "Yeah, like okay, now we can talk." We're like, we got something in common, so it's get attention. Um, the hours remove responsibility. The I is inspire envy. And this one surprises people, but um, gossiping and criticizing go hand in hand with complaining. And so sometimes when we um, gossip or criticize somebody, it's to inspire envy. So, you know, women in the workforce, you know, did you see what Becky's wearing? Oh, my God. I can't believe how tight her pants are. You know, (laughs) what you're,
0: yeah. You really just did that song. That that always phenomenal.
1: (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God, Becky. (laughs) My daughters can both rap that song like nobody's
0: business. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: awesome. So anyway, so what you're doing is you're saying, I'm better than Becky because I would never wear that. Mm. So you're trying to inspire envy. So it's look at me, I'm better than whoever you're complaining about, gossiping about. Um, The P is power. Um, So this happens a lot in families, groups of friends. When, you know, you have two friends that are fighting and they're coming to you because you feel power in numbers. They're going to complain to you, you might take their side. My sister and I did this growing up when we would fight. You know, we'd be fighting and then the race is on to get to mom to get her on our side and tell our side of the story.
2: Right, right. You know,
1: so so it's that feeling of power then. So you're complaining for power. The E is excuse poor performance. So this is similar to remove responsibility, but it's after the fact. So you've done the task that you were supposed to do, but you've done it poorly.
0: You half asked it or something.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so now you're being called out on it, and oh, well I couldn't because so-and-so didn't get this paper to me, or, or my boss did this.
0: You're passing a buck type thing, gotcha. Yeah, and yeah. so,
1: yeah. And so like what we recommend there is saying, okay, well, it's been done. You can't fix it now. but How do you plan to improve for next time? Mm. You know, start getting them on the right track. So next time they're not using the same excuses.
0: Right. No, I like this. I like this. So, so is this taught workshop style or is it, is it more lecture style?
1: It's, it's kind of more lecture style. Um, I think Will does do some workshops. Um, usually I can teach it in 45 minutes to an hour. It just depends on what they're looking at. They want more in depth, you know, but usually it's a 45 minute to an hour presentation.
0: No, that's fun. That's yeah. fun.
1: And I've been hired to do like lunch and learn. So like at one place they had me do all three of their shifts. So I basically just stayed there all day and did each, you know, each shift that came in, I did their lunch and learn and just repeated the presentation.
0: Nice. And then how how often are people embracing that message? Because, you know, when I'm in front of rooms, I'm, I'm a pretty blunt and direct guy. And, and, you know, if somebody's being a complete idiot, I have no problem telling them they're a complete idiot. Right. Right. You know, um, I can't imagine that you're telling people they're complaining is costing them, you know, success goes over well all the time. <laughs>
1: You'd be surprised people are actually really empowered by the message when I get done, it seems like they're like, "Give me the dang bracelet for the challenge, man I can't wait to try it, and my husband needs to try it. My kids need to do this
0: wait there's a, there's a bracelet
1: there's a bracelet so what, what will created was this bracelet, of course, I'm not wearing it right now, but uh, you put the complaint free bracelet on your wrist you're on day one. so this is how you keep track of how many days you've done the challenge it's a twenty one day challenge okay okay so each time you catch yourself complaining, criticizing, or griping or um criticizing or complaining, you switch the bracelet from one wrist to the other. You're back on day one again.
0: Oh, shit. So, yeah. <laughs> so the
1: idea is to go 21 days consecutively with that bracelet on one wrist.
0: <laughs> I love the thought process, but that's one hell of a challenge.
1: It is. And it takes the average person four to eight months to complete it.
0: Man, I've got some people in my life that would never complete that challenge. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: you know, and I always thought, well, I'm a positive person. I can do this. It took me
0: six months. <laughs> All right, good. So you're like me and we're slow learners. I got it. Right. I got it. I got it. Well, and I, and I love the physical aspect of that, that teaching process because, you know, a lot of times things don't stick unless we take some sort of, you know, action to help cement those things. So yep. that's, that's a really, really, really cool thought process. Um, why do you think it takes people so long to make the change?
1: Well, it's just creating a new habit, because basically, like anything, you're you're stuck in a rut of negativity when you're a chronic complainer. And so what happens, your your brain has to readjust. Basically, you have to start you start recognizing when you are complaining and then you change that bracelet and that whole movement of going from one wrist to the other it kind of really sticks in your brain. It's just like, some people are like, well, oh, I'll just snap the bracelet. It's like, no, it's not a torture device, dude, just change it from one wrist to the other.
0: Right. right. It, it,
1: that motion, for some reason, it makes you stop and think before you speak. Like, oh, huh. am I about to complain? I don't want to complain. I don't want to change my bracelet. So I'm just going to, you know, be quiet.
0: I love it. I love it. Yeah. You know, when you were in elementary school, and, you know, I love telling people my third grade teacher's name was Miss Smiley. And you want to talk about a perfect name for a third grade teacher. right? If, if Miss Smiley would have, or if you weren't sitting in class with me and Miss Smiley would have looked at you and said, what the hell do you want to be when you grow up? Did at any point you think you would be this?
1: No, <laughs> Abso- no absolutely not.
0: So yeah. <laughs> what's it like to reflect back on your journey and realize that you've, hell, reinvented yourself? to it, to this
1: it's been crazy because even going from that domestic abuse into rediscovering who i am it's like i'm a whole nother person in that aspect and then moving on to this journey it's like i've just evolved into a, like a third person almost <laughs> right you know and you look back you think i never saw myself in these shoes i just i never did i thought i'm going to sit behind a desk and i'm going to work for the rest of my life that's you know 40 hours a week this this is this is my life.
0: Do you think you've, you've found yourself on this journey?
1: Absolutely. I think because I've always had something kind of inside, even with doing the songwriting, like I, there was always something that wanted to get out, like break out from behind that desk, just not knowing what. And so this just, when it fell on my lap, I'm like, this is it. You know, That's this awesome. is my calling.
0: And, and talk, I forgot about the songwriting. Tell me a little bit about that. So you, you've written 90 songs, you said?
1: Yeah, just over 90 songs. So um, anything we'd know? <laughs> Um, no, we didn't get anything published. We were really close to a Gretchen Wilson album. Oh, okay. um, we made it down to like the last twenty, and then it was caught. It was actually John Rich of Big and Rich that liked our song, so that was kind of cool.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh so you're writing country then?
1: Yeah, country. Well, we kind we kind of wrote all over the place. Um, we have a blues song. We have um, country pop. You know, then we just started shopping them around. But, well, uh,
0: they say if you want a winner, you know, do the tragedy in your life and turn that into a song, and, and there's your winner. Yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. And, and when I was in that marriage, everything was so dark, you know, so even with writing, I had to make that transition. Like, how do you write when you're happy? You know, like, <laughs> without sounding corny, because that's what I felt like. I'm like, well, this sounds like just corny crap. I'm not going to write about all this mushy, gushy crap. <laughs> you know.
0: Tell me you got a song you guys wrote that the, like the anti complaining song, you know, and when it when, went <laughs> what goes through my head is like the barney song with the bouncing ball
1: (laughs) actually will bowen has a theme song so if you go to like his youtube page okay will bowen it starts out with no more complaint i can't sing but (laughs) no more complaining theme it's kind of cool
0: no that's fun that's fun that's fun what do you think this is all gonna take you i mean it's it's been a really really cool ride from you i mean you you've done what few can do and reinvented yourself a couple of times and you know, you're on stages, you're in front of rooms, hell you're getting on podcast and, and getting your name out there. Um, you know, where's this all going to take you
1: right now? I'm, I'm learning to reflect back on my journey to see how I got to this place. So I'm working on a program to help other women who have been through similar tragedies, traumas, you know, Um, difficult times to get over their fear because that's where it's all based in this fear. Um, And so once you can move past that fear, I think is where I finally took that leap where I was able to say, I'm going to send that email. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to do this. And so I started creating an online program. It's not finished yet. So I created my own speaking platform that's aside from Complaint Free World, and that's called Warrior Unchained from Fear to Focus.
2: Mm, Love that. Uh,
1: yeah, and so that's what I'm working on now. And then that's led to now starting to write a book. You know, people are, I, the, the biggest question I always get in my inbox on Facebook, hey, you're always so positive. How do you deal with such negative people all the time and basically assholes in their lives?
2: <laughs> so, right.
1: so I started writing a book. So now I'm just kind of on that process and,
2: and see
0: where that goes. Tell everybody what the title of this book is. I love this.
1: It's called How the Sparkle Where the Sun Don't Shine. Staying positive when you're surrounded by assholes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would read that book. That, that is a book right up my alley. Yeah. And that whole premise of the book is is literally how to find your internal happiness, even when, yeah. you know.
1: Yep. Because Yeah, because even when people who do find their passion, you don't always find the support like you think you're going to. You think, oh, everyone's going to be behind me and they're going to think this is great. And then they look at you like okay, you're off your rocker, go back to the hospital and work, you know?
0: Right, right, right. What do your friends say now?
1: Um, it's, it's actually, they're a lot of them are awful quiet.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know,
1: people who I was friends, this is what you learn too when you start pushing negativity out of your life. People you were close to that were negative Nellies and kind of complainers, they kind of just aren't around anymore. I feel like I've been attracting a whole new like tribe of, mm-hmm. especially women, who are other entrepreneurs, authors, speakers. Um, So that's the group I've really attracted into my life now is people who get it. Other women who, you know, we work, we relate to one another. We refer each other to different things. And it's been really cool.
0: Well, you know, and it goes back to misery loves company. Right. And when you're no longer crawling in the muck and the shit with them, Yeah, They they don't have anything for you. I mean,
2: um,
0: it's the same thing on my journey. Unfortunately, you know, some really close friends, you know, I don't hang out with anymore because um, I've grown when they haven't. And, you know, uh, you can't take them with you on the journey. It's their journey to take and discover for themselves. And, you know, um, and I think that thought process holds a lot of people back because they're worried of what happens when they do evolve and their friends don't.
1: Oh yeah, it, it is a scary jump because when you start seeing those people kind of fall out of radar with you, you know, but then when you start to recognize that's where you have to have that mind shift and look for more positive, you start mm-hmm. seeing those other cheerleaders kind of rising up behind you, ones who you didn't really pay attention to before.
0: Well, that, and you, and you already said it, but you also start meeting other people that are on the same journey and they right. know what you're going through and they embrace it. And you start rising up as a team almost because, you know, the, you're in it together.
1: Exactly. You know, you know um, and, and just to give a quick shout out, um, the the main connection company I'm a part of is Polka Dot Powerhouse. It's a women's connection company. It's it's entrepreneurs, leaders, business owners. Um, it, it's an amazing group of women. And we meet once a month and, it, you know, just help support each other.
0: No, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's called a Polka Dot Powerhouse. I love it. Yeah. I love it. You know. Um, the other thing that I found, you know, at least for me is as I continue to go bigger and louder on my journey and do, do a lot more fun things and international speaking and, and the likes, um, more people that I wouldn't have expected have actually stepped up and reached out for advice on their journey, which has been, been really, really, really fun. Um, even some people that I've looked up to in, in, in on my career, are now reaching out to me. And I think the only difference is, is they see that, that people like you and I are pushing the envelope right? and it's, doing things that they want to do.
1: Yeah. It's pretty cool. And actually my husband was actually inspired. So he worked as a kitchen manager in a restaurant for 20 years. We quit our jobs about a month apart and mm. he actually pursued and opened his own catering company. So oh, now wow. we're, now we're both entrepreneurs, but you know, we both had made excuses for years, especially him as far as, well, we don't have the money, you know, I want to do this, but you know, and so taking that leap then, and again, he kind of fell into that too. Like when he, it's like, once he set up his mind, he was ready to to do this. Things just lined up for him and we couldn't have bought a better catering company an already existing one. And he has just taken off with it. It's been great.
0: No, see, that's awesome. Uh, You know, and I- You know, I'm a firm believer that a lot of people will never find themselves until they take that big leap, and for a lot of people, that big leap is starting your own company. I mean, that's that's what the mechanism was for me. Yeah. You know, um, because you'll find out what you're made of really, really quick. You know, running your own business. So you've got a book. You're still a songwriter. Still a lousy singer like I am. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, not a singer. I can write the lyrics all day long, but I don't...
0: <laughs> um, and you know you've got a pretty cool journey in life ahead of you. It's going to be a, a fun one to watch, girl. I'm, I'm I'm excited to to see how big you go with all this.
2: Thanks.
0: Uh, you know, um, well, this has been a lot of fun. Well, here's how I like to wrap up every show. Well, before I do that. Anything else you want to message, or anything you want to leave with the audience? You know that that you think would be of value to them on their journey.
1: Um, I think basically, as long as you have a plan B, you're never going to jump with plan A. That's mm. what I what. That's what I learned. It wasn't until I gave myself no other out, basically, even with leaving that marriage. It wasn't until my mind was set that I was going to leave, and that was it. There was no other choices. I had to leave. That I did. Because I, of course, had tried leaving before and went back, went back, you know, the same story. Um, And same with this. I tried to do the talking, the speaking gig while I worked at the hospital, but I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to get anywhere until I finally just decide to just jump in with both feet.
0: God, I so believe that because when I jumped out of my own from my company, I walked away from a seven-figure business that I was in the process of buying out. Wow. And, and, you know, there was no other plan B. Yeah. Nothing. It was just me. And you know, you've got JK Rowling said it best. Rock bottom's the foundation of where I built my life. And the only way to some for most people that have lived in this mindset of good enough is good enough lifestyle
2: mm-hmm.
0: is you gotta shock the damn system to yeah. to figure out what you're made of.
1: Right.
0: Well done. I hope you're proud of yourself and what <laughs> you've accomplished and, and, and more you've come through because it's really a beautiful thing. Thank you. Here's how I like to wrap up every show. I do stump some people, so stand by. Okay. Uh, If you're going to leave the champions that listen to this show with a quote, a phrase, a mantra, a saying, something they can take with them on their journey, especially if they're stacked up against it and going through it, what would be that quote or phrase you would say? Remember this.
1: Hmm. Let's see. Um, I'm trying to think how this, how this quote goes and I don't know who says it, but um, every 60 seconds you spend angry or upset is another minute of happiness. You'll never get back.
0: Oh, True. True. Love that. Love that. Wendy, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey with us. And thank you for, you know, introducing us to the world of, you know, non complaining and happiness. I really appreciate it.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for inviting me.
0: Thanks for listening to Donnie Success Champions podcast. If you'd like to hear more about our current guest today, or if you'd like to hear stories from our other guests on the show, come hang out with us on our website at successchampspodcast.com. Kevin and I have a lot of fun each week recording these episodes and sharing our best thoughts and ideas with you all. And we're just proud to, to have you guys as listeners always tuning in. And we really appreciate the messages. We get the DMs, the emails, and the likes from you guys with questions and ideas for future shows. And that just means the world to us. We really are changing how the world networks. We've poured our heart and soul into Success Champions networking, and it continues to grow.